0: And welcome to Get Involved Referee Podcast with me, your host, David McDonald. This week's podcast, we're going to cover off all the decisions at Celtic Park and there was a few. Craig Gordon reckons the ball was just a millimetre over the line, but we reckon the linesman got a good call with that one. Jota's goal should have been given because he was onside, but Amaka's goal potentially offside. Well, Var next season will decide that for us. Motherwell had a nice wee trip up the A9 and were awarded 3 points with a penalty. But should it have been given? Should Dundee United have been down to 10 men at Ibrox? And should Bobby Madden have given a penalty at Easter Road after a high challenge? Willie Collum had a very quiet day when he made the trip to Livingston and a magnificent assist in Paisley and should there have been two penalties well, the St Mirren fans definitely thought so but we'll get the lowdown from our ex-grade 1 officials Des Roach and Steve Conroy It's great to have you back Steve after your trip
1: to America How are you? Oh, it was great I've seen, uh, seen my boy who's over there at university playing the more genteel sport of rugby but glad to be back I couldn't cope with the accents Never got him into football, no He's hated football his whole life. I used to, when we were doing European trips, I'd come back with strips and pennants and all the rest of it. All binned instantly or given away to his pals. Is that because the amount of abuse his dad used to get when he was refereeing games? Nah, I don't think it even registered back then that I was a ref. Nah, he just always hated football. Always.
2: Des, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've got my... Sparring partner back So we're, uh, we're still game for it The Jack and Victor Are back in the I Can't I'm, remember which one I was I know I'm just glad He didn't come back By an accent I mean he was away For a week <laughs> 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 Well so guys
0: We'll kick off today With Celtic versus Hearts Where Don Robertson Was the man in the middle A few talking points From this game Some which will No doubt Be spoken about more Next year When we get VAR Halfway through the season Hearts opening goal I suppose a few people Thought Sims might have Been offside
2: But we've had a look At that Think that Starfelt Is playing him onside Absolutely, I think it's a fantastic call by the AR two. When you see the when you see the still, Starfield's foot is clearly playing Sims onside, and let's not take away it was a fantastic strike mm-hmm. by Sims. Yep. But if we are obviously talking about refereeing and critiquing refereeing, that's a fantastic call from AR two, and which is and was such a very very tight decision. But not all credit to him; great decision.
0: I did try to have a wee attempt on social media to draw the lines, but I, need to, I think I need to upgrade the computer software to, <laughs> to, to be as good as SFA, or
1: hopefully as good as SFA and what they want to do next year. Well, we'll see what kind of pen they use to, to draw the lines. But I uh, agree with, uh, agree with that. It's an absolutely great call. Yeah. And sadly, I can't remember the name of AR2 but he should certainly be proud of himself for that one and I've, I've said here before I, I don't know how they do it it's it's beyond me Yeah it's a very very specific and precise
2: job and the guys do a fabulous 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 job at it
0: So yeah Hearts opened the scoring in the Celtic Park it was a wee while before Celtic seemed to get into it but they did get back into it with a Maeda goal but Robbie Nielsen was not happy at all I think his comments on Sky Sports immediately after the game was I don't want to say anything that's going to get me into trouble he basically didn't say anything and I think he then said in BBC, it's a free kick, referee made a poor decision. Basically that's what he said and he's making reference to who Savic was running forward, McGregor went in for the challenge, got the ball, went up and there was a goal scored. What do you think that guys? Because obviously sports team, he had Simon Donnelly say, I think he watched it 50 times and still couldn't come up with a decision on that. Don Robertson's got that split second, Use knows what it's like. Can you be harsh on the referee for that? Like Robbie Nielsen
1: was because it was a very, very hard call. It didn't look like a free kick at the time. No, you can't be harsh on uh, on Don at all for that one. And... Robbie's got his own particular audience that he needs to perform in front of. So it's always easier to uh, blame somebody else than, than take uh, any responsibility yourself. I've watched it the same as the, the sports scenes guys. I've watched it over and over. It, it looks fine to me. Um, I'm not sure I'd have been uh, thinking about giving it, but, and I know that, that it was in the papers and it was the player, I can't remember the, the, the player's name now, that's terrible, saying that it it was blatant. No, it wasn't. It was very far from being blatant. It was all right. I me, mean, I wouldn't have been given it and if that had fizzled out and gone out for a bye or a throw in nobody would be mentioning no, that no absolutely not Callum McGregor's he's won the ball so the, the whole premise of a foul is you don't
2: win the ball Callum McGregor's won the ball the Hearts player has lost the momentum he plays them up the other end of the pitch and as Steve just Quite correctly said Chances at going out of play Or going out for a throw And etc Nobody would be talking about it But Callum McGregor's won the ball Created an opportunity For his own team And they've scored I don't see any problem in it And Robbie Nielsen's Obviously got to try And as Steve said Playing to an audience He's got to try and appease His own fans His team were 1-0 up At Celtic Park Which doesn't happen very often And I think he's alluded to himself That they probably scored Too early Too early, yeah But they went and Can beat 4-1 Without Craig Gordon, it could have been a a few more as well. Uh Craig Gordon
1: was performing heroics and that's why he's quite rightly player of the year. Agreed. Um, And aside slightly, Craig Gordon has been absolutely outstanding this season. Um, And I know Celtic have now got somebody settled with with Joe Harton, but there must have been some angry words said when they they let Craig Gordon go and some of the people that come in in his stead. um, Yeah. Fantastic player.
0: Probably one of the best short stoppers in the UK still. I, in my opinion, I think that Gordon is potentially one of the best goalkeepers we've ever seen in the last two, three decades.
2: His reactions are fantastic. When you see the amount of saves that he makes from close proximity, it's it's incredible and in, in hearts to get him back at that age. Who Somebody who obviously looks after himself very, very well for free. They mm-hmm. want to
1: watch. And, you know in these facebook things they you know they'll, they'll say construct your your dream team I always used to have Andy Gorham as as uh, a goalie um some people will be surprised at, at that but I think Craig Gordon now is, is better than Gorham ever was. He still holds the record, player. doesn't
0: he? Twelve million transfer for a goalkeeper in the UK. Yes, I I'm think confident th- saying that he mm-hmm. still holds the record so.
2: for the biggest transfer in the UK. Was that to Sunderland? Yes, well, to Sunderland. Sunderland Harms, yeah. He obviously lost a, a number of years through right. through serious really injury. injury, and then yeah. when he came back up to Scotland prior to arriving at Celtic, he was he was training with Rangers. I mean, mm-hmm. Again, Rangers didn't take up the opportunity to sign him. And mm-hmm. what's astonishing is
0: that Celtic offered him a fifty percent pay cut to remain at Celtic. He decided not to take it. They then signed the Barkas for over £4 million, the most expensive goalkeeper ever signed by Celtic. And where's he? Barkin. <laughs> I think I'm a better goalie. <laughs> On to, well, actually, we'll stay with Craig Gordon because the second goal that Celtic got was from Kyogo he was adamant the ball didn't cross the line but mm-hmm. we've seen quickly afterwards in the replays the ball did cross the line I think Craig Gordon was in the media saying that it must have been a millimetre over the line <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was slightly more than a millimetre over the line gents well they say size counts don't they um, it was quite substantially more than a millimetre and we were talking about AR2 making that decision earlier on and that was another cracking yes decision split second decision and I know that one would have been pulled by VAR but That just shows you uh, our guys get it right far more often than than they don't and that was an outstanding decision. Yeah, Dougie Potter was
2: obviously in line with it. He had a clear view. He knew exactly the information that he was feeding back to to Don Robertson because we obviously don't have goal line technology which would have set a signal off on Don's watch. You've got to rely on your assistants getting those things right and he did. So absolutely first class decision.
0: It was reported in the Edinburgh Evening News that Dougie Porter had a wee chat with Craig Gordon coming out the tunnel at half-time after the interval and said to great call, great call. So he he was clearly pleased with
1: his call as well. It must have been checked at half-time by Dougie just to make sure it was a good call. He must have checked it or some of these... Uh, messaged him I never did that at half time. I mean, it was kind of he's and stuff when Dez and I were doing it but I, I wouldn't have liked it at half time, but aye somebody obviously has and he's, he's rightly pleased with himself I just thought yeah. Craig took it in the right stead I don't think my, my Nokia
2: 6210 <laughs> or whatever it was took videos back in those days but no he got it right and if there's been a wee bit of friendly banter between the two of them, then fair enough. If you're giving it, you've got to be able to take it. Right.
0: One of the commentators in the match, Andy Walker, uh, made reference to it just after the goal was given. And he basically said that the linesman must have guessed that because there's no way he would have seen that. That won't be the case because from sitting with you guys in this podcast, you have said countless times if the referee is not sure, he's not given it. So clearly, Doogie has seen the ball
1: over a line and he made that decision to give it. I think that's pretty pathetic. to to say something like that that somebody has called it right made a cracking decision and you'll see on the the replays he had no doubt because he was off up that line like a flash he knew exactly what had happened and I think it's pretty scurrilous for somebody to try and say otherwise yeah I think it's pretty
2: pretty I was going to even say lazy journalism because it's not as I was putting it's a bit of a crass comment assistant referees cannot guess if you're guessing your way through a match you will get nothing right and you wouldn't get to that level so I think it's um, yeah I think it's Extremely poor. We should um, be
0: celebrating these decisions, shouldn't we? We should be talking the, the the linesman up more rather than just saying because he's got a fantastic decision, right? Yep. And all they've got is oh, he's had it. He's had a guess at that, and he's just given it. We should be celebrating it the exact same as the Hearts first goal as well. Oh, Andy, Andy Walker's having a
2: guess himself there then, because if he says he can, how how can that be made? don't make the comment don't yeah. make that suggestion how, how do you know how, I, so yeah. exactly
1: as you said you, you've guessed it but they're, they're quick to jump on people's backs when they when they do get it wrong but some people just can't can't help themselves but criticise officials whether we get it right or whether we get it wrong you, you get an earful from people like that and I just think it's it's no. pathetic yep.
0: there was a goal that was ruled offside Jota's goal
1: we've had a look back at that one as well what do you think of that was that a goal or was he offside I'm glad I was never an assistant as I've said that's <laughs> all beyond me on that one I think, and there's no definitive view of it on, on that one. I think it was onside, I, I do think, but it was so close, and he's, he's looking at virtually the full yeah. width of the pitch to, to get it. I, I don't think that you can criticise him for it. Um, I think it was wrong, but you, I, there's no way I think that you can criticise him. No, for that. there was only. And that's what Var's going to be do, uh, coming yes, in for.
2: Agreed. There was only maybe half a yard in it if they are the Hearts player was closer to the assistant. Jota, 40. 50 yards away, et cetera. If you're looking that, I mean, you're looking along the, the cut of the grass And you're looking for a natural line That you can take it from It was very, very close But as Steve quite rightly said VAR coming in That's a clear and obvious one From them when they draw the line But I wouldn't I, I couldn't be overly critical yeah. It's so, nope so, so, didn't, so Nobody
0: nope really complained either There wasn't any animosity towards the referee Linesman Jot I think went away and celebrated He obviously hadn't heard the whistle Celebrated a bit longer than What he should have done But you've seen the, the funny side of that But he, even he didn't really have a go At the referee on it no. he, I think no. And when you watch it back, it was so quick. You know, the, the run he was making through these it. are very hard to call that.
2: These players are incredibly fit. And we've spoke about Celtic's tempo of play for the whole year. So for to make that split second decision at such a high intensity of a game, it's almost nigh on possible. But unfortunately, it, it wasn't correct. Yeah, in that occasion, absolutely.
0: There was a fourth goal from Celtic, uh, Giacomacchus, and again if we're bringing Var into it this time next season that goal would be ruled offside because his foot was just offside but again it's almost
1: impossible at this stage would not be for a linesman to call that yeah too tight yep agreed impossible with a humanite uh, human eye to, to call that one.
0: Yeah. I... It ruled itself out basically because ultimately Jota's goal was onside. Jota's goal was offside but given. So it would have been finished up 4-1 anyway yeah. with, with or without VAR. But I suppose the surprise from this is that the conversation is why don't we have goal line technology? It's one of these things. It, isn't it? We're bringing in VAR before goal line technology. If that had been a, a wrong call on Saturday and you know, let's just say it's, it remained one each and that was the final score Celtic would be very, very upset.
2: It would, it, it would have had a bearing on the outcome of the match. And I'm quite surprised that we haven't discussed goal-line technology as much as we've discussed the VAR over the previous months. It's almost just been accepted that, well,
1: we don't have it and gone with it. Well, largely, I think VAR will overtake of course it will. goal-line technology of course it anyway. So the, the, the VAR would have called that, but I, I agree. But that, that's just the way we've done it, isn't yeah. it? You, we just turn our face against technology and advancement.
0: Yeah. Gentlemen, Livingston versus St Johnston. St Johnston are screaming out for points at the moment. The game finished one each. Referee was Willie Collum. And that's all I've got to say about that game because there was absolutely no decisions. There was nothing really. Willie Collum
1: clearly had a, a nice sunny Saturday afternoon off. Yep, but I'm going to say again, my mother could make a game difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's, if there's nothing there to report, then the referees had
2: a, a great game. No one's, no one's talking about them. No headlines. Mm-hmm. Job done. Back in the car up the road.
0: Excellent. Well done, Willie Collum. Indeed. Ross County versus Motherwell. David Munro had to be journey up the A9, which was no doubt glorious. Right, gents, so Alex Yakaviti
2: brought down Kevin
0: Van Veen. Was that a penalty, guys? It looked awfully soft.
2: Well, they say Willie Young used to be saying that mm-hmm. penalties are like boiled eggs. You can have a hard boiled egg and a soft boiled egg and it's still a boiled egg. For me, David has given it very, very quickly. Personally, in my opinion, it's not a, it's not a penalty kick. Um, I don't see the, the severity of the contact. I don't see. I don't see the foul, and for me, I'd, I certainly wouldn't be giving it. But On David's credit, he sold the decision. He's given it confidently, but for me, I'm
1: not convinced. Yeah, you agree think, that, Steve? Yeah? yeah. I think I agree. Yep. Yeah. But again, I, I don't think it's one that you can be hugely critical of. I agree that it, it, it wasn't a penalty.
0: Okay, that takes us to Easter Road Hibs versus Aberdeen game finished one each, and Bobby Madden was the man in the middle. So Hibs player Clark had a high boot challenge on Lewis Ferguson. Very hard to see if it was inside or outside the box. Bobby Madden initially looked like he gave a free kick to Hibbs, mm-hmm. but ultimately then changed his mind and gave the free kick to Aberdeen. I asked you about this when you first came in. A high boot, if it makes contact,
2: is that a dangerous play or is that a foul? It's a foul. If there's, if, it's a, if there's physical contact, it's a direct free kick. Mm-hmm. If he's playing in a dangerous manner, which endangers the safety of an opponent and there's no contact, it's an indirect free kick. So if he's deemed that there has been no contact between the players then he's quite right to give the indirect free kick whether it's inside the penalty or outside the penalty area and he's also quite right to be able to change his mind because he hasn't restarted play yep. so from what I was seeing in it, and Bobby didn't run in there personally I think he's, the, the initial decision is wrong in my opinion I think there was contact whether it's inside the penalty area or outside of it is very debatable the pictures we've seen weren't conclusive but Bobby's bought himself time in there. He's realised he's made an error and turned it and gave the correct decision to the correct team. Whether you agree, whether it's inside or
1: outside, that's the only job have, mm-hmm. I would have felt. I agree with that. I uh, agree with it entirely. And you, you could tell, I, th- I think, right from the beginning, he wasn't entirely sure what was going on because he was walking in uh, much more slowly than he normally does. It took a while. You could see him talking to people. It took a while before he, he, he put his hands up to indicate the, the indirect free kick. Um and gave it I agree initially the the wrong way but you're allowed to change your mind yeah. before the ball is, is back in place so he changed his mind gave it in the right direction and again it's debatable whether there was contact or whether it was inside the penalty area but if he's given it as, as he has as an indirect free kick outside the penalty area he's given the right call I think if, if I'm pushed
2: on it I think it's a penalty kick I think it's I think there's enough there I think there's contact and I think it was in the penalty area if I'm going to be really brutal and that's just my, my gut feeling was it when I seen that I thought that's contact that's inside the penalty area.
1: Yeah, no way of proving it, but I think my belief, my uh, reaction to it is that ultimately he, he got it right. But I think that that one again is a matter of opinion. And he, again, we're talking about VAR. The, VAR it, it does call in penalties, doesn't it? Yes. So that would be one that would be that would be called in. But again, looking at and, and I know it's, it it wasn't brilliant telly angles. I don't think that that is clear from the angles that we got. That isn't clear and obvious either no you don't know if there's different angles obviously um but so that kind of one would go down i think think that's an opinion
2: i think that's good where again steve and i are both agreeing on lots of things but we can see the subtle differences between it and that's that's what you get with referees they're all going to have different opinions on specific incidents i'm not criticizing bobby absolutely not it was just my gut feeling at that time i thought "Mm, i think that's a Mm -hmm. i think that's a penalty i'm I'm not criticizing i'm saying he's got the decision wrong ultimately it's a, a matter of opinion in the field for the game but no I'm, I'm happy also, with how he done
0: it he got a decision right at, at the end but clearly he had time to think about it but that's good Like you say, he's, oh, he's changed his mind on it that's experience. for the better so he's not just I suppose a lot of people might just go oh, I've made that decision now I better just give it otherwise I'll look like a fool he's looked at it and gone yeah, do you know what I've made a wrong decision here indirect free kick mm-hmm. to, to Aberdeen you know ultimately yep. so again we can say that's good refereeing by doing that and taking ownership of that decision that he's made absolutely, absolutely. yep Guys, there was a penalty call. Lewis Ferguson had a shot on target. The ball was ultimately prevented from hitting the back of the net by Hanlon's hand. We've had a look at that as well. Aberdeen fans were screaming for a
1: penalty on social media. Uh, You've had a look at it. What's your thoughts on that? I'm happy with uh, what Bobby's given. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that it it, it hit his hand. But in in my opinion, Hanlon wasn't trying to make, what's the phrase we're using, trying to make himself big or anything like that. He was turning, if anything, he was turning away from the ball. So he's making himself thinner, less uh, less of a target. And there's nothing that he could have done to get his arm out of the way of that ball. Coming in, it's a handball. Isn't an offence? You can hit your hand, it can hit your face, can hit your knee. It's it's going to hit something, uh, but there's absolutely no way that he made an effort to uh, connect that with uh, that ball. With, with his hand even it, if he was turning away from it,
0: even if it stops the ball from literally going into the back of the net, there's that's still not deemed a handball. Or
2: no, I wouldn't have deemed that as a handball. The ball has came at him with such ferocity and Mm -hmm. such pace. You'd need to be Superman to be getting your arm out the road. And as Steve has said there, Hanlon's actually positioning his body where he's turning his right shoulder towards the player to take himself away, take his left arm away. So it's unintentional. And unplayable, almost. Yep. He had no he no opportunity to get himself out the road of
0: it. Excellent guy. St Mirren versus Dundee. David Dickinson was there. Let's talk, first of all, about Charlie Adams' amazing assist <laughs> for the first goal from Alex Grave. Wow, that's just unlucky
1: from Charlie Adams, isn't it? That's something he probably has never done in his career before. He'll probably never do ever again and what a time for it to, to happen yep. the day that it virtually consigned your team to uh, to relegation but we have talked the past few weeks about uh, his theatrics and you can't get any more theatrical than what happened there I can I can only assume he'd
2: grieve on for first goal scorer <laughs> 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 if, he's, if, he's put, if he's putting him in like that I mean it was a cracking ball <laughs> but, but, you couldn't have placed it better but there's no explanation for that as we've said we've lauded him numerous times for the, the ability that he has but that was just lunacy, uh, brilliant pass and St Murner looking for any point they can get and Charlie just gave gave three points to the opposite team and taking three away from his own team.
1: Aye, if, if you're going to put a positive on it, I don't think there's anybody else on that pitch that could have made that pass. No, I
2: think actually watching it in sports scene, I think the next clip they showed was Charlie had him playing like a 60-yard raker into uh-huh. the far corner and you think thinking going, well, that's what he should have been doing.
1: But I don't know, that was a... You can't account for making a mistake and no it's a mistake but god what, what a mistake and what a time to make it. i know i know we call us and victor for a bit of comedy but <laughs> i think the way he's going charlie may
2: begin his own show <laughs> there was a couple of penalty shouts uh alex grieve was
0: fouled inside the penalty box you've had a look at this one des what's your thoughts on that do you think it was a penalty i know the fans were certainly screaming for it but it's not like some fans not to be screaming at the referee
2: oh we've left for the past 10 years so it's not <laughs> us for a change uh, i don't think it's a penalty. He's left. Has he left his leg in there to to be contacted? Uh, is that a coming together? I think if he'd given the penalty, it'd be extremely soft. And I know I know David. And I think he got that call right. Uh, wouldn't have been looking for a penalty kick in that occasion
0: there was another incident as well with charlie adam where he had a push on curtis main you know just before the push he's managed to put his foot onto curtis main's foot curtis main has lost his boot it's been left behind him and he's then had his hands on his back he's hit the ground david dickinson didn't point to this penalty spot again was that a good call i mean there's almost like two incidents there one he's standing on his foot enough to take his boot off and two he has got his hands on his back albeit Curtis Main is running towards outside of the box
2: yeah I'm going to stick up for the referee I don't think it was a penalty I think Curtis Main's sort of slowing down trying to sort of protect the ball Chal Adams coming in at the back of him it's a a coming together if you're given a penalty for it it's very very soft I know he's lost his boot but I mean that's just a case of two people tangling each other it's a contact sport they're going to become they're going to become into contact they're going to become embroiled with each other doesn't have to be blood and thunder it's just maybe just a case of momentum coming forward other guy try to keep his momentum to hold back nah I don't see that being a penalty
1: can't disagree with any of that the the fact that people's boots come off people's boots come off all the time for lots of various reasons so that that's not an indication of anything so I, I i think all in all i think i agree
0: excellent rangers versus Dundee united steve McLean was the man in charge there a few words that we've not heard on social media much is penalty for rangers i don't think there's any doubt about this one at all sakala
1: was taken clean out by seagrass should that have been a red guys uh, in my opinion yep i don't think there's any doubt that was that was a straight red don't know what Stephen's seen. He's, he's usually not the generous sort but um the keeper got away with one there that in my opinion that's a straight red I don't think there's any discussion about it Do
0: you think it's because he is a keeper there's that he's, he's held back on giving a red do you think if it was an outfield player he wouldn't think twice about it and just produce that red card but he's been a bit sympathetic because it is a goalkeeper and he's given away a penalty I don't think
2: I don't think that would have come into it and his um, he's assumption of it I agree with Steve. Secrets has come out he's got one leg low taking him out he's got one leg high taking him out Sakala so Flies through the air The goalkeeper Actually sat on the ground For quite a wee bit of time Stephen actually helps him Back up to his feet I think Sigris Was possibly expecting A red card there When mm-hmm. I mean, he was giving the yellow I think it was a wee bit Of relief for him But again Steve said Stephen's not a uh, Someone who's Going to look for The sort of mm-hmm. lighter Lighter say on it And he'll give it As he sees but I thought that was a red, I thought it was a, it was a wee cheeky one there and he's got away with it and I think Seagris himself knows he's got away with
1: it. Yep, I agree. Although it's it's interesting to see that that didn't really look as though there was much uh, appeal, there wasn't much appetite, the Rangers players for the goalie being sent off. No, again, no. said anything. No, Excellent. wasn't
2: accepted that. There
0: wasn't really much else in that game, guys. It was a, a very quiet afternoon at Ibrox for Stephen. So guys, that pretty much concludes this weekend's games. Thank you very much, Dez and Steve, for joining us on Get Involved Referee. If you want to get involved, in, please give us a shout-out on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Send us your videos and whatever else you've got. Next week's show is going to be interesting. We're going to be reviewing the referee for the Europa League final between Frankfurt and Rangers. So if you want all the information and lowdown on the referee that will take part in that game, then listen to Get Involved referee guys thank you very much and we'll chat again next week no
2: problem thank you